How we Hello. doing, boys? Hey, Jelani, what's up? How's it going? Camera on, bro. All right, how's it going? How's it going? It's going good. It's going well. It's going well. So, uh, yeah, this is um, episode whatever of our nine. Uh, nine episode nine, nine of, now. Our, uh, of our podcast, and we have another guest here. Bag, Who's that? These are these are some of my training buddies in the background. Okay. Oh, nice. Oh, word. Okay. Uh, so yeah, this is my friend Jelani. Sorry, it lagged out a little bit. Um, he's a boxer. Um, and we wanted to ask him a few questions about um, you know, his training and uh, just like the parallels between like the mentality of you know a boxer and a runner. Because at the end of the day, there are there are definitely a few similarities considering they're. I'd say they're both like car, the sports that involve a lot of cardio. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, um, first off, just where are you from? Just introduce yourself a little bit, Jelani. Hi, my name is Jelani. You know, Jelani Dow, uh, representative of Long Island, New York. Shay from Baldwin and a uh, freshman over here at Syracuse studying political science. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me. Well, you're, you're from Long Island? Yes, sir. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Me and uh, me and Como are both. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you know Como, but you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I do. I do. That's my boy right yeah. there. That's my boy right there. <laughs> So question I have for you is when did you get into more competitive boxing and what made you want to start? Um, honestly, it, I started over quarantine. Uh, you know, I feel like everyone I knew, everybody had a lot of, a lot of spare time. Uh, and I just, I got bored during the summer. Like I had from, I want to say March to like July, August, uh, had all that time at home. And one day I came across, um, I came across a trainer that my mom met and I had, since I was young, you know, I've done everything from wrestling to jujitsu, judo, Muay Thai, you name it. And the one thing I haven't done was boxing. So I was like, look, is a trainer right here. I can learn how to box. I can learn how to defend myself even more. Why not go for it? So honestly, I just started off a whim. I had that spare time. And um, I probably, I want to say before I stepped in the ring, I probably changed for about three or four months before I even stepped in the ring as far with anybody. So probably yeah, about three, four months straight training every single week and even the first time I stepped in the ring I took my leg yeah I got my I got my ass beat when I went in there I got my ass beat I'm not gonna lie he was he was good but honestly so, uh, I started off a win man it just I stuck with it ever since and I'm still doing it today I think Como lagged out but you know I yeah I'm letting him back in but I got the questions just in case so got you um okay he's coming back in so what did that uh what did that training sort of look like just on a, uh, on a week to week basis? Like when you started training mm-hmm. sort of what, what were you doing in the gym to sort of get acclimated to boxing and what do you do now? So I will say out of everyone who I met, I had a very interesting, we'll say, I had a very interesting start. So I actually started in my driveway, started in my driveway. Um, as of last summer, no boxing gyms in New York state were, I guess they were allowed to be open, but no sparring and no drills are going on. So I was forced to start in my driveway throughout the entire summer. And um, I guess my specific training regimen was three days a week, Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. And I would specifically do, I guess every single boxing round professionally wise is three minute rounds and you have a minute rest. So I would do three rounds of footwork. I would specifically do three rounds of footwork. And then after my footwork drills, I would do three rounds conditioning my midsection. And then afterwards, three rounds of upper body. And then once I'm done with all my conditioning and like strength and conditioning, I move into mechanics. So when I say mechanics, I mean everything from punch selection to um, punch combination, 
uh, what to expect after another, after you throw something, stuff like that. I will move into that for the rest of the time. And those, those would last for a minimum of two hours every single time. Damn. Every single time, yeah. That's a long time. <laughs> yeah, it, I will say it takes up a lot of your time because on top of what I'm doing on my own, for you to really get better in this sport, one thing I've realized as time and on is that you have to put your own time in outside of that. So outside yeah, of those at least point. two hours all the time, you got to look at film. You got you to gotta shadow box on your own time. You gotta you gotta run on your own time, like running. You gotta put in those extra miles on your own time to improve the conditioning. So you gotta do a lot to help improve your mindset and your body at the same time. Have you um had all right? So that was so basically the training you do now is just uh that like more. Well, I guess what you do a lot now is sort of just a lot on your own. Or what yeah, are, yeah, it's I a just lot want to add to own. before we go into what he does now. I just want to like mm -hmm. quickly um so you say like you were starting in your driveway did you what was like your reference for like learning like foot you talk about footwork drills and kind yeah. of like the mechanics of it so like what did you watch any specific film did you watch youtube videos or a little combination of both or? yeah when I, I guess when i first started out um i it was strictly just everything i everything i learned from my trainer i would do that specifically so like any drills we did that day of if i had time the following day i would try and run that drill back or add my little spin to it. So if I was if I was doing certain sequences on the ladder, doing my footwork, I'd maybe challenge myself, instead of doing 20 right now, let me let me add something towards the end and try and do 25 instead. I would try to add my own spin to it to improve myself. Damn. Interesting. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, and, uh, does boxing, I mean, obviously you, you hit a bag, right? Or was it just uh, shadow boxing? You said what sort of like, What's what's the benefits between hitting the bag or just shadow boxing? I say yeah. When I I will say for me personally, when I first started out, like first time I ever hit a bag was maybe, yeah, maybe about four months in was the first, after the first time I ever hit a bag about four months in. So okay. hitting the bag it can be used for several things. Everything from I guess when when you first see someone hitting a bag, you know they're just wailing on it. They're like taking out all the aggression. That is one way. If you want to improve and you want to learn about the science of the sport, I think by all means, that should be your last, that should be your last thing on your mind. When you do okay. hit the bag, you want to focus, you want to focus on visualizing your opponent in front of you. It's like if I'm if I were to throw a combination on the bag, I would expect my opponent to throw a certain punch combination afterwards in response to me. And I would, I would, I guess, move a certain way to get out the way and prevent myself from being hit. Or so another just, way is like conditioning your body as well. You can go maybe, we'll say three minute rounds. You go 30 minutes on, one, two, one, two, one, two, one, two, the entire time. Take 15 mm -hmm. seconds off, the next 30 seconds. So it's also, it's also a good way to condition the body as well. Yeah, okay. So as much time as you're uh, spending sort of like practicing hitting and mm -hmm. uh, working out and all that, you also practice sort of taking hits or dodging hits yeah honestly i hey like they like they say defense and boxing not that many people realize how important it is that is very important you can have the fastest hand speed you can have the deadliest power if you throw one of those shots and someone slips that shot and hits you with a good shot to the chin or to the liver you are down for the count you are done you are absolutely <laughs> done defense is very important because that sets God up damn. your offense at the end of the day that's pretty cool <laughs> um so uh, i guess the next question i mean anthony you were you were kind of segueing into where we wanted to go like so you say you started in your driveway like how is that kind of has it been better here and like different adjusting and i know you're you're uh in the club the boxing club right now yeah. I think, right? no yeah i am um i will yeah it's it's been um 
very, very weird over the past, we'll say, I think this month made it a year and two months I've been doing this. So started off in the driveway. Then we transitioned to my first ever gym about four months in. Um, probably stayed with that gym, I want to say from about September, October till maybe March of this year. Took a two-month gap period, came back in May, June. And I want to say from May, June up until August, leaving to go to college, I've been traveling from gym, from gyms from in Brooklyn, Bronx, Staten Island, Queens, uh, been to New Rochelle, Jersey. I've been all over the place gaining that experience and fighting different type of fighters. And now that I'm here and I don't have my trainer, it's, it's a lot of responsibility on me to main, try my best to maintain that same condition or as close to it as possible. So with the help of my coach here in the boxing club, on top of that, everything that my trainer instilled into me and trained me during that year I was with him, I try and do over here on my own time. How do you think you're handling sort of the transition to not having a trainer at your like access, I guess? You know, I want to say for about like the first month, it was very rough. You know, like you're, you're in college. Um, right now, I'm like six hours away from home. You have all this freedom, and you know, like it, like it'll like it got to me too. I, I'm not even gonna lie, it got to me too having all that freedom and all this stuff to do. But I want to say, once I found out about this club, and um, yeah, well, honestly, once I found out about this club and I had to talk with the coach, I was like, look, this is where I need to be if I want to maintain that conditioning, that same mentality I used to have as a boxer. If I want to keep up what I was doing before or elevate myself to the next level, I'm gonna have to put in as much time as possible. So I'm, I want to say, I'm in the gym at least five days of the week trying to improve myself, whether it be in this room, whether it be on a treadmill in barns, whether it be in a weight room, um, I'm always trying to do something to improve myself during the week. I can, uh, I can relate to that because for me, it's sort of like, uh, I'm, you know, I don't know if uh, Jonah's told you anything, but I'm trying to make the Penn State uh, track team here. So, you know, it's Ooh. sort of like, uh, I'm also trying to like oh, put in hours trying to work going to make it manifest it manifest it yeah Yeah. no no it's it's, no no, like just okay i'm not gonna i know anthony's not gonna brag for himself but basically he's humble humble. look the situation was he he kind of broke out spring senior year before that you know none of us were really on the radar but then anthony just just not even a miracle he he worked his ass off for it spring senior year he had a crazy season that definitely out like is eligible for um, division one schools, for example, he, um, he didn't find out about an offer, uh, a walk-on offer from university of North Carolina until too late until he already accepted Penn state. Yeah. And then the Penn state coach was basically like, we do not have enough roster spots for you, but like, you're pretty much like, we're interested in, in having you on the team. Like, it's not like, Oh, like blah, blah, blah. Like it's still unsure. Like if the spot opens up, like Anthony is basically that guy. If I'm, if that, if that, that's my understanding of it, Anthony. Uh, I think you're putting a little more into it, but more or less. Here, here, here comes the humbleness. Look, if you got it like that, you got it like that. You got to admit it. If you got it like that, you got it like that. Yeah. Well, but but the whole thing is, you said uh, the work. You know what I mean? And that's sort of what you're doing too with boxing. Is you just you need to put in the work to get better. And that's something I think the three of us can all sort of relate to. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, a hundred percent. Um. I mean, yeah, no, I didn't mean to make that seem like, oh, like you're not working right now. Like, cause I know you're, you literally had yeah. probably the best cross season of your entire life, even though you're not running the 5k anymore, you're stepping up to the 8k, but um, okay. Less about Anthony. We're yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> exactly. The next question is just to tie into like 
our kind of side of things. So I said, this question is, I know cardio is a huge part of boxing. So what do you do to stay in shape aerobically? Like it's like mainly like, so like your cardio stuff that you do. I want to say since I've been here, my probably the most, yeah, I want to say running on the treadmill. The treadmill has been my best friend for a while. It's boring. It's very boring. And it's a long time on it staring at the same thing for like an hour. Oh yeah. But I will say I try to I try to hit the treadmill at least three at least three times a week for a minimum of five miles. A minimum of five miles. That is I, really I try good. to I try to keep that up. I try to. Yeah. A boxer, that's that's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah, like before I like 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 when I was maybe I maybe I was in what elementary school, middle school, I used to run track, but I used to just do it because like I was just like I didn't it wasn't oh I wanted to run track in high school, I wanted to track in college. It was just well, you, you played manhunt when you were a kid. You played football when you were a kid. Everybody wanted to test out who was faster. So I was like, yo, why not do track when I was younger? And yeah. before, I just used it for the fun of it. And when I got into this sport, I would, honestly, when I first got it, I didn't know. I didn't know a single thing about it. I just knew seeing knockouts on TV was cool. Like, seeing, seeing another man knock someone out, that's, that's just like, that's amazing. That was amazing to me. So once my trainer was telling me, like, for your conditioning, you got to run your own time. And he told me, like, the professional boxing is the best of the best. They would run at least five miles. That was, that was, those are the expectations that he held me to. So if they were doing that and he was doing the same thing, I had to, I had to internalize that. If, if my trainer was so successful and I see other successful fighters doing the same thing, if I also want to be successful, I can do the same thing and see, see where that takes me. That's a, that's a good philosophy. I like that. Yeah. Do, do you find that, uh, I know you said running on the treadmill is boring. Have you ever like gone for runs outside or no? Oh yes, yes, yes. Okay. I will say, <laughs> uh, I will say in the in the Sy- in the Syracuse area specifically, can be a bit frightening sometimes going out and runs by yourself at night. I, I've done it a few times. Definitely had my my runnings here and there and seen interesting things. But yeah, yeah. I, I will say like if it's if the weather is if the weather is decent outside and I got the the right clothes and a drawer on top. I'll go out there for a run here and there. I will go out there for a run. I will. That's uh, nice, nice. Uh, one one thing I actually, because I, I, I know nothing about this sort of thing in boxing, is boxing the sort of the kind of thing where you want to be uh, sort of like bigger, like heavier and stronger or a little bit like quicker and lean? Power, power in boxing is good. It's always good to have power. Any great okay. fight, fighter has power, but speed is greater. That's one thing my trainer okay. told me. Speed is always greater. If, if you were to okay. take, if you were to take a, if you were to take two boxers, they're both great boxers. One has, one has, we'll say like a great IQ, great footwork, great power, but he lacks in speed. And the other mm-hmm. one has great IQ, great footwork, doesn't have that much power, but he has speed on him. At the end of the day, the one with more speed is going to take that 100%. 100% going to take that. Interesting. Interesting. And, uh, I don't, I don't want to like bombard you, but why is that? Just, just Honestly, out of my own curiosity. No, no. I, all good. All good. All good. Personally, from, from my experience and my experience in a ring mm-hmm. uh, for me, cause I'm, I'm right now, I will consider myself an amateur boxer and in an, okay. am- an amateur, in an amateur, I want to say boxing bouts, uh, a lot more focus and emphasis is, is uh, pointed towards the point system. So point system being if if he were to throw a we'll say he, he would he were to get off a two point combination 
or his opponent were to get off just like one in return. Of course, like if you were to do like the, the math naturally, the person could get off the two punches and the same time someone else can only get off one, you're getting more points. So if I'm landing, yeah. if I'm landing more jabs on someone because I have a faster jab than someone else, I'm gonna be yes. winning rounds and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be winning that fight because I'm able to get off more punches with my speed. He oh, may okay. have so like he, someone may have good power, and don't get me wrong. If you get someone with a good power shot, you could knock him out. By all means, you can knock him out. But it's just that much harder to land that one lucky shot. It's that much yeah. harder to. With mm -hmm. your speed, you can get the someone getting that one shot in, you can get like 10, 10 quick shots in and annoy them. You'll throw them off their rhythm, off their rhythm in the fight, and you start to take over that fight. You dictate where the fight is going. Yeah. yeah so okay. I, I know uh, I know a common drill for speed is kind of like the speed bag. Do you hit mm -hmm. the bag a lot or is that something that it's funny that you just said that we not. just got two speed bags installed in the gym last week just last week we got those on and every day at the end of the session i try and finish off with at least two three rounds in a speed bag at least two three rounds that's great and have you noticed it like helping at all or absolutely i will say i would probably the biggest thing speed bag you know of course it's in the name speed itself you also you also get to develop a good rhythm on it as well and it's good for your shoulder conditioning as well because you are you're for, you're literally forced to if you want to keep that bag on you got to keep your hands up for three minutes straight hitting that bag so at the same time it's conditioning your shoulder which is where all the speed and power comes from in your punches so it's very important to hit the speed bag I will say. Damn! So you really think about it in sort of a uh, like a uh, I guess physiological like you, you in muscle term kind of way yeah every uh, every one thing i realized about this sport everything you do it is for a reason you i would i before but before i started this i i was always invested in sports and i was always very i was always very active but boxing yeah. it is it is probably toned me up the most and put you into probably if not the best shape one of the best shape possible the oldest sports that i've ever done i'd Damn. say just from an outsider perspective i mm. feel like the most two important muscle groups are probably your shoulders just for your cardio. Cause you're keeping your hands up for so long. Mm -hmm. If you want to like stay defensive and probably I'd think your core too. Right. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Cause I mean, like, you gotta be able to hit the body shots cause they're, they're definitely going to be going down there. Um, and then um, I'd say also probably just, just add a third one in your neck probably. Right. Cause that's like, you know, take your, take a shot to the yeah. head. I will say, yeah, those three, very important. You know, you got to have the shoulder strength, shoulder strength. That's where the speed from the jab comes from. That's where your power comes from, the core. If you go against someone with a weak core, and if I were to hit someone, if I were to hit someone in the, in the core maybe about two, three times, hit them right in the diaphragm and knock their, knock their air out, they're gonna, it's going to take us in. It's going gonna, it's gonna to throw them off that rhythm. But it's going to allow me to get a couple more punches in to take more points in that round and possibly get a knockout. So the body, the midsection is very important. If you have a weak midsection and you get hit with body shots, you were in for a bad day. You were in for a bad day. You got to have a strong core. You got to have a strong core. So uh, we've talked a lot about sort of the muscle and uh, I guess strength work aspect mm -hmm. of it. On the more mental side of things, uh, I have two, two sort of points to bring up. Have you ever been in sort of a low period in training where you just felt like, why am I doing this? And have you also ever been in a fight where you've sort of had to overcome thinking someone is sort of more powerful or like a better fighter than you to beat them? All right. So to answer your first question, yeah, there's definitely, I want to say maybe a month, two months straight during this summer. Um, during the summer, it was really, I want to say my whole schedule was rolled around either me hanging out with my friends here and there, but during the week, it was strictly boxing and tutoring. 
So I would have tutoring on tutoring on Mondays, go home Tuesday, boxing the entire day, Wednesday back to tutoring, Wednesday back to tutoring, Thursday boxing all day, Friday tutoring. It was a like boxing tutoring, boxing tutoring. And for those two months straight, like I'm not gonna lie, like I was I was training, I was training all the time. There was never a day. I would I would never take days off unless I had other obligations. But besides mm-hmm. that, there was maybe like a month or two straight where I would, I would get my fights and I would get experience, but I was just losing fight after fight after fight. My trainer, okay. he, would, he would take me to a gym. Uh, he'd match me up with a guy. Well, maybe I want to say I would always go at least four rounds with people, at least four rounds, because you got to get good work in. And I would, I would learn things as I'm, as, I'm, as I'm in there, of course. But at the end of the day, if we were to go over, when we went over footage and we looked at the film to see what I need to improve on, I will keep on making the same mistakes. I would, and yeah, I would make the same mistakes no, see it over and over again. I would have to like, all right, I got to internalize this. I got to focus on this. So next time I step in the ring, I got to prevent this from happening. Next time, my dumbass made the same mistakes, took the same beating, and now it's maybe like a month or two straight. And like, that, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, it did have an effect on my mental state because I'm like, I'm putting in all this work, I'm putting all this time during the week to better myself in the ring and protect myself in the ring, but then I'm still taking licks, I'm still getting beat. So. Uh, I, I don't want to say I questioned why I, was, why, why I was doing this sport. So I was more questioning what is it that I'm doing wrong? Because I, yeah, I, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm going over all this footage. The answers are right in front of me. It's literally just a matter of getting it through my thick skull. Do this so this won't happen. Slip yeah. this punch so you won't get knocked out in the head. You won't get buzzed. Like, it's just like simple stuff like that you got to internalize. And I want to say for maybe a month, two months straight, I just, I couldn't. It was just bad on my mental state. It was very bad. It was very bad. I find that really interesting that you said it wasn't you sort of wondering why you were doing bad or why you, it wasn't you uh, losing like your love for the sport. It was more mm-hmm. of you not knowing what you were doing wrong. Yeah. That, that's I, I, really I will say from this sport, even like even still now, I'm, I'm about a year and two months in. I'm still learning stuff. Even to this day, without my training here and going to all those gyms, I'm still learning stuff here while I'm here at Syracuse University. And I know there's a lot more that I got to learn because there are people who have way more years in this sport than me, way more time in, and they still haven't reached the goals that they wanted to reach. So I know I got to put more work in. I know I got yeah. to. I mean, that, that, shows, uh, that shows real dedication. You know, that's, mm-hmm. uh, that's not something a lot of people have. So nice. <laughs> uh jonah what uh do you have anything you want to say um i just like how did you get out of that kind of like that mental block you said it was a one two month period was it kind of just like you stopped fighting or you finally realized like your mistake and you made an adjustment um i want to say it yeah it was in august you know everyone's starting to prepare to leave for college and you know you're getting you're getting a list ready you're trying to figure out the day you leave and i guess it was more time spent on me focusing on school that's one thing my trainer stressed to me Boxing, it was always it was always second to my education. My education came first. So like the opportunity for me to go to college, not everybody receives that opportunity. So college, anything regarding my education came first. So once once August came around and I guess more of my time was shifted towards college preparation, but I still put that time into boxing, just not as much. I didn't have as much time to travel as I did. Like I, I wanna say a typical day for me would have been waking up 10 o'clock, catching the train for maybe 10.30, getting to Brooklyn, about 11, 30, 12 o'clock. And I traveled from one gym in Brooklyn to another gym in Brooklyn, take the train over to the Bronx, take that back to the LIRR, come back home. And it's like nine, 10 o'clock. It used to be like an all day thing. I wouldn't have the same, I, would, I didn't have that same time that I once did June, July when I just had more free time on my hands. 
So I guess more and more of my time was shifted towards that preparation for college. And of course, there was always a mutual understanding between me and my, me and my trainer that I had to get better. But at the same time, you are going to school and you're going to have to do this on your own or you're going to have to find a gym up here to improve on your own. And when you do come home, you know, I get that time and to be with him and to be with the other gym. But while I'm here, my main focus is education. But on top mm -hmm. of that, I got to I got to be able to carry myself as a boxer while I'm here and still try and put as much time in as possible. So, yeah, it's it's, it's about adapting sort of to your situation, mm -hmm. so having your priorities and just sticking to them. Exactly. Damn. <laughs> you're a very dedicated person i like that yeah i was, I was just gonna say um because you know I, I know a lot of people you know when they face adversity they kind of question like the, the whole bigger picture i know mm. i've been personally just you know with dealing with injuries and uh mm. and the whole lot just like um you know why am i doing this kind of thing and i think it's because partially for me i'm a little bit further away from qualifying for uh the syracuse team than anthony is to the penn state team so I, I kind of um i kind of i kind of think like it's such a far off goal and it's it's so much hard work and it just questions my love for the sport but i think what keeps me in it is um recently i've been like trying to switch my mindset and i think i've told anthony this and like instead of trying to like make the team as my goal the goal is just to, like to one be train uh, without injury, train consistently, and two, just get faster. And you know, I think I think once you put the the bigger the bigger scope into it, and not setting like hard goals, um, it, that's kind of helped me, um, you know, realize that you know at the end of the day, I do love this sport, um, and it's something that I'm gonna hold with me for a while. But um, it's gonna it's gonna have its ups and downs for sure. So. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I got I, I got the room to myself now. I can, I can breathe a little bit. <laughs> Uh, we'll just so you guys know, we got 10 minutes left uh, on the call, but uh, um, we don't have to take that full time or redo. But, uh, well, one thing I wanted to add to you, Como, and uh, something that, uh, you know, I think just from after hearing Jelani's story today, uh, good athletes adapt. You know, that, that's sort of, I think, the take one of the take home messages. And uh, I mean, I think all of us just going from, you know, having our different priorities, have, uh, having to, uh, balance school with training, having to switch from high school training at home in our own sort of uh, comfortable environment to, you know, a place we're not all familiar with. We've had to adapt, you know? So, yeah, yeah that's for sure. I, I agree. I mean, definitely the transition to college has tested my love for the sport more than I can imagine. Cause I, you know, I can't always make it to the running club. So normally running by myself most days, um, biking by myself and you know i'm sure jelani understands you know like it's a lot of yeah. solitary moments to yourself and a lot of it can be peaceful and it's very it's very relaxing and, and meditative in a way but you know at the end of the day it's um you, you're always in a in a question of you know um do i love this and this if is is this worth my time um especially with the transition to college and you know so for some people maybe it's not and that's you know that's totally okay but for other people they know that it's something that they must hold on to. And I think mm -hmm. definitely for me, for my own mental sanity and just for um, my potential personally, I believe is, um, is, is largely untapped. And I, I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying that as a real statement. I'd of agree fact. With it. Um, uh, I've had literally so many injuries that have uh, prohibited me from training to uh, full capacity. So 
yeah, it's just about uh, not leaving college with regret. I know I say this all the time, but um, I don't want to look back in five, 10 years and say, well, I could have, or I should have. No, I want to like do the things I want to do. That's, that's yeah. a good outlook to have. I, honestly, the only thing I will change, don't even say live college without regret, just life itself without regret. You know, anything you do, you may, you, you hey, if you have an opportunity right here, you have an opportunity right here, whichever one you think is going to take you in a better direction, go for it. Yeah. Any opportunity that comes away, I feel like you got to take it. And if it doesn't go your way, you always learn from it. That's one thing. Bad times, you always learn from the bad times. Right. You may, you may struggle to learn what the message is. But at the end of the day, eventually you will get it. I will say you will get it. You will get it. For sure. For sure. Just just like uh, you just said, you got to learn from the bad times. I mean, me mm-hmm. and Como, we learned from our bad races. You learn from your bad fights. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how you get better. I learned I was lactose intolerant <laughs> after... No, I'm serious. I learned I was lactose intolerant after I ate, I ate a bunch of pancakes before. Um, I think it was like it was some like some random meat at a at some I remember class. that. And I I finished a race and I literally felt so horrible, and I was just like I I ate pancakes before this. That's what it was. And I told my dad I'm like I need to get tested because I think I'm lactose intolerant. And then I was so. Yeah. Um, but just to stay on topic because I know we're running out of time. Um, we have a couple more questions that are uh, written down. Um, what's going through your head in the fight? And uh, yeah, just like oh, overall, like taking hits, giving hits, like, like what's that like? Um, I think one thing I will say, if we were to, if we were to talk like a standard, standard amateur about three rounds, um, I think honestly, you got to take it by rounds. That first round you go in, all you know is that there's an opponent in front of you. They got gloves. You got gloves. You got your mouthpiece in, they got their mouthpiece in. You, you, both, you both are going in with the same stuff. At the end of the day, he's going in there to defend himself and knock you out, and you're going in there to defend yourself and knock him out. That's what it is at the end of the day. Like, I, some people may say it's corny, but you're going in there to battle. You're going in there to battle another individual. They have, they're coming with bad intentions, and you got to come with the same bad intentions. So you don't know who this person is. You don't know where they're from. You don't know their upbringing. You don't know any of that. They could be carrying some bad weight and they want to get that off their chest in the ring. They're going to come at you with maybe like 110% and they're going to come at you with full force. So that first round, you got you to gotta get used to that rhythm. You got to see when he's throwing a jab, is he throwing the lightning? He's, is he fainting after to go down to the body? Is he, does he take an extra step when he steps, when he steps to the right side and he loses, he loses the chance to throw a jab here? When he throws, when he throws a one-two combination, am I, am I, is it slow enough or is it too fast for me to slip and throw in a left hook to see if I can count him at the same time? You got to get the timing of your opponent down. You got to get rhythm. You start to see patterns that he makes in that first round. And as the fight goes on and you both, you start to get used to each other. I don't want to, it doesn't always get into a dog fight, but at times in that last final round, it does get into a dog fight. After getting that rhythm, after getting that timing and you guys are trying to exchange blows, Sometimes it may it may go into one it may go into your favor. You may see that you're getting more punches off, and people there's more oohs and ahs in the crowd when you're throwing certain combinations. When they're throwing combinations, and they you maybe maybe pull off a slick defensive move, you roll and you roll at the corner. You look like you look like Muhammad Ali slipping punches. You look like Muhammad Ali in the corner, and people people may like that, and judges may like that too. But you never know. You never know until until that last round. So that last round sometimes is that you got to put everything you have out there. It, it may become a dogfight. You're slugging punches back and forth. He's trying to take your head off. You're trying to take his head off. At the end of the day, you want to take that W. You put in all that time in the gym, all that time outside running. You put in a lot of time for this. You sacrifice a lot to get where you are right now. 
So you're going to want to do everything you can in that last final line. You're going to leave everything out there. You may be throwing ugly punches. You may be swinging haymakers. At the end of the day, you're doing everything you can possible to achieve that victory. I will say that. Yeah, it's uh, as much as it is, as much as it is about uh, fighting, it's also about uh, just based off what you said, it's about paying attention to your opponent. Yeah, you got you gotta have you gotta have. I will say some of the best and most successful fighters they always had great ring IQ. You gotta have great ring ring IQ while you're in there Mm because without ring IQ, you ain't got jack. You ain't got jack without (laughs) ring IQ. You don't have anything. Uh, A couple things I just want to say when you're talking about like the dog fight at the end and kind of like how at the end you you know you're taking punches and it may look ugly but you know you're still fighting and you're remembering mm-hmm. why you're doing this i'd say for me personally that that is kind of similar in a way to like the end of like finishing at least in my opinion a cross country race are always mm-hmm. the grittiest you're covered in oh, mud God. maybe you're bloody who knows you mm-hmm. see guys in front I've of you i heard a lot of stories about ending across i heard well, cross country can get very dirty when you go through certain trails i heard it can get very it can dirty. get dirty it can get bloody it can get dirty and mm-hmm. i i i just remember I, you know, I see guys in front of me and it's like, I just remember everything I, I pour into this sport, you know, all the miles and miles and everything you do every, every time, like you suffer during a work and like, you, you gotta, like, you gotta give it your all. Cause it's just your service to yourself, you know, and, and you gotta, you gotta make, you gotta make it worth it all the, all the time and the effort you gotta make it worth it. And I think that's uh, definitely a parallel. Um, and then also you're talking about, um, you know, you find a rhythm in your opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just curious as to like, do you ever try to like intentionally like throw off your own rhythm to like mess up with your opponent or not really? Or it's kind of just like you kind of get into a flow of things. I say per- personally for me, I, that, that is that is absolutely, that is, I want to say an, ortho- an unorthodox way to fight. Throwing yourself off your rhythm to throw off your opponent's rhythm. Right. It is a very unorthodox, but at the same time, if, if you think about it and you implement that within the ring, it can be very successful because someone will not see that coming. Naturally, if I'm going in there, someone's coming, someone's used to their own, they have their own timing and I have my timing and whoever dictates the timing of the fight and they control the flow of the fight, naturally you would assume said person will win that fight because they control it. They'll control the timing. They'll know, they'll know all right, after maybe two or three seconds, he's going to throw this combination because he loves to throw this combination. After, after I throw this, he always does this. I can catch him with a right hand while he's coming up. If you dictate that flow and you control it and you, I guess, implement your rhythm and your rhythm surrounds and covers the entire ring, naturally you would win that. There are cases when maybe you, you, get, hit with a, you get hit with a shot that comes out of nowhere and you get buzzed, you get thrown off your tempo. But at the end of the day, naturally speaking, if you do control the rhythm of the fight and you control the flow of the fight, you will find success. I think you, you can... You can sort of say the same about a race, Como. If you control the race, you know, you're, you know, you kind of, you come out on top. It's, if you control the fight, you come out on top. Mm. I uh, can we have, yep. we have less than a minute left. Um, so, okay. <laughs> two more questions. Answer quickly. Orthodox or Southpaw? I can fight both. I can fight both. What do you prefer? Naturally Orthodox. Naturally. Okay. And mm-hmm. what do you have? Any questions for us in like 30 seconds? Yes. Uh, next next semester, where am I going to see the races? Where am I going to see the races next semester? <laughs> um. Okay. So Syracuse's indoor track is kind of like weird. We don't host races, but we go to Cornell, maybe New York City. We um, might get cut out. Cornell, New York City next semester. Yeah. Anthony, we, what about you? I will send you. If New there's York, a live stream, I'll send you. I'll send you uh, links to live streams. I love For me, it. it's love New that. York City, maybe uh, uh, 
Penn State track. I'm not sure. Uh, but